with this. Oh, well, good, mate. You look great. You look fantastic. And we're live. <laughs> oh, early, mate. What's happening? Live from Melbourne, Australia. What's going on, mate? Good morning. Yeah. Um, just saying a little bit, a little bit tired and weary now. Four days of the World Champs, um, mm. done and dusted, and especially those last two nights of finals uh, last mm. night with that fifty back controversy and and uh, the previous night, especially mm. uh, being an Aussie. I think with Chalmers and McKean winning and and mm. uh, Kyle's relay just made things really, really exciting. So, um, you know, everyone's counting day, down the days to, to Christmas and for this meet to be finished. But um, mm. I think it's been a, a better world champs in Melbourne than, than anyone could have expected. Yeah, for sure, mate. And look, uh, you're, you're adding uh, a, a beautiful touch of value to this thing, mate. A lot of, lot of talk around the world that uh, we've, we've finally found uh the best swimming uh announcer in the world mate you're doing a phenomenal job thank you thanks for the uh for the rap there i think um you know this is my fifth world chance now doing the, mm. the international broadcast for for fina or for for world aquatics now as they're known and um i think a lot of people that knew me during my career and and especially over the last few years know that like i'm an absolute swim nerd um mm read everything, listen to everything. Um, there's a lot more content now out there. Thanks largely to you as well. So there's a lot more information readily available. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just passionate about swimming. So I hope that sort of comes through in the call and, and um, oh. gives everybody a, a better understanding. Um, and I think I can relate to it from, from not only as a, as a swimmer or as an athlete, but, but as a coach now as well. So, um, you know, I, I really enjoy it. Um, something that, I want to keep improving at and, and do for a long time to come. And, um, and it's fun, you know, um, I'm sitting yeah. here. Well, at the last five world championships, long course and short, I've watched every heat, every final, every swim off, every world yeah. record, um, you know, with front row seats. So um, I'd be at home watching the live stream if I wasn't here commentating. So I feel yeah. pretty privileged to, uh, to have this job. Well, mate, you're doing you're doing amazing. Like I said, the 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 way that I would sum up my um, commentary is kind of like there's a meme that goes that's going on around the world these days with I think Leonardo DiCaprio and he's watching TV and he's like <laughs> like that he's he's looking at something and he's like flicking his fingers and like that's how I commentate. I, I watch swimming and I'm just like uh so I'm like how do you how do you prepare to commentate the swimming, mate? It's 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 tougher than it looks. Yeah, it is, um, especially to meet like this when there's so many new names coming through. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a, a real changing of the guard. I think this Olympic cycle, because it's so short, um, yeah. you get a lot of older athletes that are trying to hang on, but there's, uh, as sport always is, there's just a continuous stream of, of uh, younger swimmers coming through to, to challenge. So um, I'm not sure. I just, especially in relays, I, I like calling relays because you can sort of predict what's going to happen on different legs. Um, mm. So just really analyzing those start lists, um, getting familiar with previous swims at the world championships as well. So you can get, you know, who's going to do what at, at any given point. So, um, you know, we'll sort of sit down before finals and, and I guess um, estimate what's, what's sort of going to happen and maybe have a few words and a few lines in, in your head. Um, because when that, that big moment comes um, at a finish or somebody winning a gold, um, well, Mike McCann's the, the lead caller who does a, who does a fantastic job. He's such a professional, but you want to be strong on those moments. You want to get it right. Um, you mm. want to nail it because 
that's what's going to be on Instagram now. That's what's going to be um, on the highlight reels. Um, so I think just being as best prepared as you can. It's just the same as being an athlete <laughs> or a coach, but just having yeah. all the information in front of you. But then there's times when, like Australia in that men's 4 by 50 free relay where they just kind yeah. of come from oh. nowhere and you're almost oh. left speechless uh, at, at yeah. the end or you find yourself just, just yelling as a fan because um, cause it's just a good race. And um, above all, I just, I just like close racing. It doesn't matter if it's um, Australia or, or the United States or any other country. I just want to see exciting swimming, really. Yeah, how much of that can you plan for in terms of like, all right, you know, I got an idea of what I want to say if this guy does this, but then a Kyle Chalmers comes from behind and like, is that just off the cuff yeah. with you? Like figuring out where to, where to add your voice and where not to? Yeah, well, it's, it's a bit easier with, with Mike. Um, he's uh, been doing it with FINA for, for 21 years. Um, does a really good job. And I got thrown into this in 2018 um, in China at the world short course. And, you know, he, he pretty pretty much said, well, this is what I do. And then this is when I want you to, to fill in. So we, uh, I think we've got a good rapport together. Um, mm. He starts and finishes all the races. And mm. then um, we just alternate um, through the middle. So, yeah. you know, you never want to be talking over the top of each other. So yeah. I think that's important to just, to just alternate like that. So we just sort of clicked and, and hit it off. And um, it is a little bit harder in short course swimming because most of it is underwater but that's when i can fill in and and um do what i need to do and and whatever um yeah the airtime i guess but um yeah yeah i learned that uh i learned that in a good podcast too know when to say something know when to shut up and just listen and uh you know especially on this zoom type podcasting that we have to do now it's like say what you have to say step back a bit you know jump in when you need to but um let the guests talk so i guess that's the same as the lead the lead broadcaster in that sense but um yeah mate you, you've mentioned this like, mm -hmm. yeah when when they're like this there's, there's been some good moments this week and, and in budapest as well like yeah when they're behind the blocks or when they're on the blocks, sometimes it's well i find as a fan to just to just watch them you know to right. just watch them prepare and um, watch them get ready and there's, there's always some good close-up shots and the guys now have got all different tattoos and, yeah. um, and, and this week in Melbourne they're Murphy and Isaac Cooper last night they've taken like two or three minutes to get changed behind the blocks after they after they get announced because there's just a bit of cat and mouse going on so I think sometimes in those moments it's better to just watch them because you're really seeing like competitiveness at its highest level um, yeah. And you can almost, you know, you'd be like that, especially in the sprints, like just picturing what's actually going on in their heads um, behind yeah. the blocks. And, you know, you almost don't want to ruin the moment. But when it's a 400 or a 1500 free, especially in the heats, well, you've got to find things to talk about and fill the airtime. Yeah, that's true. Um, mate, part of the story initially leading up to this was who wasn't coming, right? Like it was a lot of like pullouts and people not turning up and, you know, selection uh, criteria for certain teams like the U.S. was controversial in terms of the way they picked the team and who was coming. And uh, and then it was just a lot of, like, who's not here. Now, it seems like that has kind of been left uh, in the wayside in terms of now there's been some exceptional swimming, right? It, it, how does this uh, world champs stack up, you think, in comparison to some of these other world short courses that you've been to? Well, six relay world records, man. It's yeah. flying. Um, yeah. Those relays on at 10 o'clock at night, it's, it's honestly probably mm. 10 degrees 
in Melbourne. You know what it's like in yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, what the hell's going on with that, mate? Day. It's freezing, man. I don't know <laughs> how they're swimming so fast. It's um, the, the day before the championship started, everybody, especially the Australians and the organisers, are just shaking their head going, how is this actually going to work with the rain and the wind? And we're up in the commentary box getting wet. Like there's people holding umbrellas and tarps over us while we commentate. Um, so the, the athletes above all, the athletes have done just an amazing job to, to focus on their own performance and get up and go. But in terms of the selection criteria and that for, for the US, um, everybody blows up about it every world short course, but it's nothing new, you know, mm. um, mm. I sort of thought like, like even in Abu Dhabi when last year the Australians didn't send a team. Um, so in Australia, it's like, oh, we don't care about world short course, but it's a world championships and the rest of the world is there um, competing for gold medals. Like this is going to be remembered. Like every world champs is going to go down in history. And um, people don't understand that this is like, this is a big time meet. So like with the United States, not well, potentially not sending their best team, like it's, it mustn't look good for them to not be on the podium in the men's four by 53 relay. Like you mm. don't see that very often or I think they were off the podium in the four by one or, or, or got a bronze, but they were nowhere in the conversation for gold. So um, at some point they're going to look at it and go, well, well, we do want to win relays or we do want to try and dominate this meet and, and send a much better team because especially on the men's side, if you, you take Ryan Murphy out of that, um, they haven't been strong on the men's side. Nick Fink's been good, but um, there's definitely been better teams and, and better relay teams. And um, they need to send the, you know, the United States, you need to send your best to, to compete with the Australian women, especially across those relays. So um, I think it'll change over time and the more noise, um, the better. But, you know, I, I, I saw you on, on Instagram chat with Tom Shields and Tom's, um, you know, similar position of probably where I've been at different points in my career where, you're regarded as a short course specialist and you know, mm. if you were at that meet, you'd be there winning medals, but they're just not going to pick you because it's based on long course selection or, or for mm. other issues and whatnot. But um, that's why a guy like Jordan Crooks will be at every world championship for the rest of his life. Cause he's swimming for the Cayman or if you were representing a different country, arguably you'd have a better international career, which is um, somewhat of a shame. Yeah, well you, well, you did mention him. I was going to mention him later, but you brought him up, Jordan Crooks. I mean, I, I've I got a chance to have him on on my podcast, and and also kind of just get him get him early in terms of what he's been doing. He's been doing some good stuff in the states, you know, over the past 12, 18 months already. But has he come to a bit of a surprise uh, internationally? Like, were, were there people on the pool deck? Like, who the hell's this kid? Oh, massively, massive. Mm. I mean, I was familiar with the name and that he was training in the US, but I had no idea he'd make this sort of a, a mm. splash in the pool um, and then read a little bit more. So, um, you know, I, I follow the college scene a little bit, but um, I never swam college and I don't have ties to any particular university. So um, I'm not engulfed into it, but I see now he's, you know, number two, 53 all time in, in yards. So mm. it's obviously pretty quick. But um, he he, he does it like he looks good doing it as well. Like it's Mm -hmm. not just splash and and bashing the water like he's smooth on those skills. Um, Mm. He doesn't look like a tall guy. It's not like he's six foot six or six foot seven, but he swims really, really big. So, um, you know, it's no surprise that 
he wasn't on that hundred free podium the other night, like that's a that's a pretty tough podium to crack for the first time. Um, mm. And I like the way he swam it. Like he still, he could have swam it a little bit more conservatively and maybe got a bronze medal, but he yeah. swam to win, which is yeah. um, which I like to see. And um, you know, he's going to be good in the fifty if, if everyone doesn't. If you don't know his name now, he's he's going to be a real player um, in the next couple yeah. of years in that one. Yeah, yeah. Now on the other side of that, you know, a US guy coming over and, and surprising people. Uh, how have the US swimmers been surprised in terms of how swimming is received in Australia? Has it has it been that type of meet in Australia where it's been well received? Has it been big? Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, I guess you're familiar with the perception of it in Australia that everybody still thinks we're living in 2000 or 2001 where the swimmers are rock stars, but the media attention is there. But um, in terms of the crowd support and funding and whatnot, it's, um, it hasn't been like that probably since 2008 or so. Um, But the media definitely place a high importance on it and they care about it. So since the weather's the first two days here, it was a Tuesday and a Wednesday night. It was cold, raining. Worlds was just getting started. Like there were plenty of empty seats in the stands, but on Thursday night it was packed. Um, beautiful weather, and we kicked it off with Kai winning the hundred free, Emma winning the hundred free. So, like it was, it was as good as as, as an atmosphere as, as I've heard at any World Champs. And there's I think four and a half thousand here in a semi outdoor venue versus you know ten to fifteen thousand at Budapest like it was back in 2017 so um, it's been really awesome and you can hear the athletes talking about it during the race and, and after the race but um, overall I think it's just been a fun world champ like it's been pretty relaxed um, um, in terms of the atmosphere and the medal ceremonies and are fun and especially being familiar with a place like MSAC like can you imagine having mm-hmm. world champs at MSAC you oh, should yeah. be down here your old training pool I know. I, I was my last meet made uh, Commonwealth Games, and it was it was a big meet. Yeah, big 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 meet at Commonwealth Games 2006 for me. It was the last last mm. hurrah. Loved it. Yeah, spent many years training at that pool. But um, you know, speaking of uh, two of the Aussie superstars, you know, Kyle Chalmers went through a little bit of uh, you know drama six months ago when when the World Long Course Championships were on. I think, or maybe even Commonwealth Games, whatever it was that it was going mm. through. It was a whole. The whole thing with Kyle Chalmers, almost like Australia had turned on him in a way. He was the bad guy. He was the villain. He probably didn't handle it real well. It seems like he's come out the back end of this now. He's been a little bit more embraced at this meeting. He's obviously been super successful. Have, have things calmed down for him on, on that side of things? Yeah. Yeah, it has for sure. Um, you know, that was weird for, for Kyle at the time and, and obviously with uh, Emma and Cody and I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it's um, the media turned on him is what you're saying. Not yeah. the swimmers, not his right. mates, not the general swimming community. Um, oh. No one really cares what's going on outside <laughs> of the pool. But like with the focus from the media today, all the news is on Isaac Cooper with him not winning the gold medal because of that re-swim. And it's not on Pallister taking her fourth and, you know, mm. Lani standing on the podium with Dawn Fraser, like uh, all that stuff. It's all on, all the pictures are of Cooper in, in tears, you know. That's just what they laser in on. And um, I think Kyle was trying to 
control the narrative earlier this year, but it was nothing to do with, I don't think there's any ill feeling towards Cody and, and Emma. It was just, why aren't you talking yeah. about my swimming or why aren't you talking about <laughs> Matt Temple winning the hundred fly instead of Cody mm. not winning it, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, for whatever reason, it, it played out like that, but um, you know, Emma and Cody are, are, are happy together and they're both swimming well and Carl swimming well. That's, that's the main yeah. thing, you know? Um, I think on, on pool deck, there's definitely no animosity like that. And the crowd, like Carl, Carl's an awesome racer, just exciting. You can almost, I was saying to somebody last night, every time he swims, you can, you can feel him coming, you know, you can feel, you can feel that he's going to be there at the finish and that, that 53 semifinal, like five guys at 20.9 and, and he gets his hand on the wall first. So like, He's just got such a good reputation as a racer like that, and it makes it exciting. And basically, the only two races he's lost since Rio Olympics were touchouts to Dressel. You know, he's, he's yeah. pretty much beaten everybody in whatever race he lines up in, except Dressel in those hundred frees in the uh, Worlds and Olympics. Yeah, he, he's a racer, man. He loves to race. He loves to compete. Loves to get his hand on the wall. Like, and and you kind of expect that in the um in the hundred, he's going to come over the top of someone generally, but. That 53 blew me away, that relay the other night. Well, it might have been yesterday, but um, <clears throat> him coming home over the top It's just madness. Did you see that? He's breathing twos on the second 25. you got to analyze his 53. He takes <laughs> three breaths from 10 meters out to the flag. You know, it's uh, it's like it's aging wild. and stuff. But it's, it's wild. It, was, it is and it isn't, right? Like... I've seen I've seen Gary Hall take more breaths than usual and become Olympic champion. I've seen like, you know, I've seen other people incorporate the breath in. He's just so strong. He's just powerful. And mm -hmm. I think what he figured out is like, look, I get in a better rhythm when I breathe. And look, it it just doesn't work like that for everybody. Most people lose their rhythm. He seems to find his rhythm and mm -hmm. find his strength. And he was pulling away from those guys. I mean, to swim over the top of someone like that who's got a good half body length on you, the first twenty five, and then just smoke them the lot the second 25 that's that's very 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 rare i've only seen that a couple of times mm. as as a swimmer myself 50 meter swimmer myself so massive massive swim on that relay there yeah well we're not the, the rest of the world outside of the us is not used to seeing four by 50 relays you know mm. um you guys get it at conference and ncaa's and i guess it is at europeans but for mm. the australians maybe we're the most foreign to it it's like Mm. This is not a relay for us. This is just a fun relay and mm. it's a short relay, but it's, it's bloody exciting. Um, you know, when it's over in, I think it's over in like 85 seconds. Um, so, you know, one big split when without Dressel somewhere or Phelps or Adam Peaty or whatnot, one big split can just change the men's relays um, mm. at the world level right now. So that's what makes it exciting. Like Italy break the world record in the four by one three. United States last night in the four by two and Australia in the four by 50. Like you've got three countries on the men's side winning three different relays. Mm. Um, and so France won cool the, uh, the, 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 the mixed medley, uh, mixed yeah. freestyle. Yeah. France in the mixed as well. But Kyle's like this special kind of athlete where you've got, I, I always talk about it. Like you've got your power swimmers mm. um, and you've got, a fish, a guy that's just a fish, you know? So like mm -hmm. you're a power swimmer, especially being a sprinter, Ian Thorpe's a fish, you know, mm -hmm. he, mm -hmm. he's a, 
would be goofy on land and whatnot, but you put them in water and they float. They got hands and feet, and you you can't beat these guys. Like Chad Leclerc is not an athlete when you see him on land, but he's a fish when when you when you when he jumps in the water. Popovich, yeah. you know, he wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't beat anyone in a men's hundred freestyle in an arm wrestle, but he'll beat most yeah. of them in the water. So just an mm. absolute fish. And Carl's that mix between them all. We're obviously he's extremely talented, winning the Olympics at eighteen. Um, but he's just developed into this big powerhouse sort of guy and his technique's messy, he's got unusual breathing patterns and whatnot, but mm-hmm. when it when it all boils down, like he's one of the, the best talents we've seen in the water as well and he's got the body and the muscle to, to match that now. So, you know, he, yeah. he was the fastest split last night on that four by two hundred as well. So he's doing it across uh, the fifty hundred uh-huh. and two hundred. But in yeah, saying he's... that as as much as I like watching Kyle race He's not going 20.3 and winning the 53 tonight. I can't see that happening. Yeah, that, that's going to be a tougher one. Yeah, that, that'll be that'll be interesting. I don't see uh, anyone at this stage beating Jordan um, with with how much gap he's got there. Um, unless he makes some you know real big mistake, he seems to mm. he seems to have got a big enough gap. And I don't think I don't think Ben has really done the work to really kind of swim at that level right now. And so I I, I just you know good for him. I just don't see anyone beating him right now. He's He's got it all together. But um, I wanted to touch on someone else too. You know, I kind of went on a little rant on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but about uh, Emma McKeon, you know, like I was uh, I was stirring the pot on Twitter as you do and uh, had a little fun mm. with it. People are so easy to get under their skin. I just kept going at it. But look, the, the reality is Emma McKeon is, uh, is a phenomenal talent and she's putting together a body of work over time now that is just, uh, just incredible. The amount of... Um, championships and medals and olympics and world champs and uh com games like the, the amount of medals this girl has won is just phenomenal she's got to go down as one of the all-time greats right well she she's the greatest olympian of all time in australia but um what, what was your rant about what were people saying to to, to go against that statement. She's got the medal record, you know? Oh, I was saying she's the best swimmer on the planet. And everyone was saying, no, that's Ledecky. I was like, no, it's uh, it's her, you know? So, like, I just kept going back and forward between, no, it's not Ledecky. And then I said, well, why don't they just have a swim off for it? Let's race for it, you know, race for the title. And uh, I was like, fastest swimmer wins, you know? I was like, of course it's going to be Emma, right? So it's like, yeah. look, um, and, and part of my argument was like, you know, 20 people swim the, the 1,500 and yet – 200 people swim the 100, you know? So, like, the, the people that she's got to beat is so much greater than a Ledecky's got to beat. But, like, look, in all in all seriousness, Ledecky is a Ledecky. She, she's the, you know, the all-time mm. goat in that sense. Like, this this girl is a phenomenon, you know? Like, you, you put her in the same class as Phelps. I know that. I was messing around. But at the same time, mm. um, who's not to say that Emma McKeon's not the best swimmer in the world right now, you know? Well, I mean... She's definitely the best in her events, but as you said, she got an unmatched medal record, but she'd be the, the Jenny Thompson of, of Australia, you know, just with the versatility <coughs> yeah. and the fly, she can swim on every relay. Mm. She's gone to two Olympics and, you know, pulls five, six, seven medals at, at each Olympics. Um, so from a statistical point of view, she is the greatest in Australia uh, with 11, 11 Olympic medals, you know, one more than Thorpe. Um, and her world championship medal medal tally is going to be off the charts as well. But, you know, I'd probably go against you on that statement because she's got no individual world records. 
And um, if she was to retire tomorrow, her name's not on the record books, whereas Ledecky's name's going to be there for the next 10, 15 or 20 years, you know, mm. especially in mm. those longer freestyle events. So the dominance hasn't been there. Emma had the best year of her life last year with two individual Olympic gold medals. Um, and that was essentially, I think at 27, her, her breakout competition, you know, because she's been on those relays, but not the star of those relays. Kate Campbell's been the star and Seabon's been the star and, and other people like that. Um, she didn't normally, that was the first international meet, I think, in Tokyo that she raced 100 freestyle because she's not normally there because it's Kate and Bronte. Um, you know, and, and she had a chance in, in the 200 free in, in Rio. And, um, you know, that was an awesome race. And it was Ledecky and Sarah Sostrom and then, and then Emma. So, you know, as good as she is, she, she's, there's no real memorable legacy defining performance um, right now. What, what would put her into that stratosphere is winning long course worlds next year, which, you know, we've got Molly O'Callaghan, who's defending world champion now. Um, breaking an individual world record, whether that be long course or short course, and then defending the Olympic title. So that'll definitely change things, um, you know, for her legacy moving forward. But um, I think that we're in the prime of Emma's career right now. Um, she's been at the top for a long time. Um, but it's, it's hard when she's really only been dominant for 12 to 18 months, you know. Mm. Um, Sarah Sosha has been dominant for 10 years. Um, mm. Chad Leclerc has been dominant for 10 years. Phelps was there since he was 15 years old. So I'd, I'd struggle to put her in that sort of stratosphere. But, um, you know, the next 18 months will, will determine where she ends up in her career. Yeah. <clears throat> well said, mate. All right. I'll, uh, I'll concede on that one. You got me. Too much research for <laughs> me. Um, <clears throat> uh, um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> um in terms of what's coming up today, what are, what are you excited for today? You've done your research. Oof. Got to look at the heat sheet today. Um, well, tonight we've got, we got the 53 finals. So right. Is that men and um, women? Yeah. Yeah. So this meet, they've, they've changed the program. So they're matching men's and women's events all the way through. Oh, so, great. Um, you know, this morning will be... Men's, men's and women's 50 breaths. So you'll see that move through, I think, the 100 flies as well. But, um, <laughs> you know, being, being close with, with Chad, I think, um, again, another exciting racer. Um, TB uh, the other night in the 200 fly at 30 years of age, um, when your PB used to be the world record, like, um, you've got to give him credit. He's, he's back on track. Um, and he's got, he's got big, uh, big goals. So, you know, if he can do a PB in the hundred fly here, um, go sub 48, then, then that'll be the, the real deal well and truly. So I think that should be exciting. And, um, just the relays here have been, have been fun. So, um, you know, the medley relays will come tomorrow and, um, you know, no doubt they're going to be tight racing and more relay world records. I'd say. Is there anyone that you, uh, other than like a Jordan Crooks that we've talked about, is there anyone else that's jumped out at you that you really didn't know that, that you think is going to be a star of the future right now? Um, I think I think the French team's quietly, quietly going really, really good. Um, mm. Yako's mm. obviously over there now. Um, mm. They got Leon Marchand in, in the long course stuff, but like uh, Grousseau in the hundred free or Grousset, mm. he's improving and he's been on all these podiums now. 
And, um, you know, he's, he's standing there in the 4 by 50 with Manadou. Some of these French swimmers, that their backstroke, the two backstroke boys are pretty good. Um, like the French team is, is punching above their weight well and truly. Mm. Um, and then like Kate Douglas in that 200 breast last night, um, you know, I haven't seen her swim much before, but she's the real deal, definitely. Um, being on relays and 200 breaststroke. And, you know, I think she could really chase that short course 200 breast world record over the next couple of years if you want to, but if she wants to, but um, she's, she's really impressed me on the, on the women's side. And, you know, she probably could have swam two or three more events here with 50 fly, 100 IM, 53, I, I don't know, but um, she's, she's a super impressive swimmer. Right. What about this uh, Olympic gig, mate? Are you going to get an Olympic commentary gig? <laughs> Hope so. One day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I never, I never made the Olympics as, as a swimmer. Um, haven't been there as a coach, obviously, or a spectator. So I've, I've never had an Olympic experience. So I'd love to, um, to be able to do that as a commentator um, one day, whether it's this one or the next or, um, you know, your career in media is going to be longer than, than your swimming career. And hopefully I can be doing this for a long time. But in Australia, we've got Commonwealth Games in Melbourne in four years' time as well. Mm. Um, they'll probably get a, a long course world at, at some point before Brisbane 2032. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of excitement in Australia um, in terms of hosting events and broadcasting and whatnot over the next decade. And more so than the previous 10 years, we've got the swim team to back that up as well. Yeah. What do you do for uh, full-time work, mate? Um, I just moved to Singapore a couple of months ago, actually. So I'm director of swimming at, at Tanglin Trust School and coaching <laughs> there as well with their performance team. So, um, you know, it's been a big change and the whole family moved over. And, um, you know, it's been enjoyable. I, I was coaching in Sydney for the past five years. But you know now overseas and get the uh, have the ability to to put my kids um, in the in that school, British International School, which is cool, and um, and they're supportive of me commentating and doing a bit more travelling as well, which uh, I'm excited about. Well, good for you, mate. Well, listen, like I said, you're doing a brilliant job. You uh, you're obviously a a brain when it comes to all the stats, mate. You just nail them. So um, I hope you get an Olympic gig. I hope they give you a shot, mate, because you're doing a real good job and uh, we're loving it. Keep it up. Uh, a lot of fans out there around the world for you. So I wanted to jump jump on here and connect people with you. So um, appreciate you doing this, mate. I know you've been super busy and tired. Uh, probably rest the voice a little bit, but um, yeah. have a good, uh, good rest of the meet, mate. All right? Cool. Thanks, mate. If, if, uh, if I don't get an Olympic gig, we'll just live stream the whole eight-day program. Mate, mate, I'll just sit back. I'll be drinking beers while you just commentate. We can do it any day, mate. We'll love that. <laughs> Get a bit loose with a few drinks under the belt. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah. Good luck. All right. Cheers. Take care. Bye. Thanks, mate.